If I haven't met you yet, my name is Maurice. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. Shout out to everybody that is here, but also online as well. Uh, today is Baptism Sunday, and this is a new day. This is a whole different type of Baptism Sunday that you may experience for the first time. We're going to do things a little bit differently, and as you can already see, we got a tub in the middle of the service, all sorts of stuff. Today, as a church, we have committed to elevating the topic of baptism, elevating the culture of baptism, because you cannot look through Scripture and not see how much baptism is celebrated. We're going to get into some different reasons of who's a candidate for baptism and why and theology and different things like that, and I may be able to answer a few of your questions. But as we start our morning today, what we do know to be true is that baptism is a celebration. And today, I know that sometimes we like sitting on our hands and we like smelling good and looking cute. But today we are going to be participatory and we are going to celebrate what that looks like. So here's the deal. Before baptism even comes, before we even get to the moment of baptism, and for elevating the topic and the, the culture of baptism, we're going to actually have to do a little bit of practice. We're in a series right now talking about practice. So here's the deal. Throughout my entire sermon, I'm going to be talking about baptism, and there are going to be moments spontaneously that we are going to, as a community, lean in and cheer and celebrate because we know, and some of you in the chairs right now, you know, that baptism is something that is holy, it is God-approved, it is spiritual, it is so special. And we have people, four people that have already signed up to be baptized, and we are believing God for more. But... And I'm coming loud with you. I'm coming to energy. You hear me coming through those speakers right now. We got to elevate the culture. So here's the deal. When I put my hands up, anytime throughout the sermon, I put both my hands up like this. This is your cue that Maurice is about to get rowdy. Like this is your cue. It's Mardi Gras time. All right. I put my hands up like this and I'm going to say it because today is Baptism Sunday. And when I drop them, I need you to see you versus CSU game cheer. Right. I need you to come on now. I need you. Don't leave me hanging. All right. Because today is, whoa, 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 hey, I like it, I like it, I like it. When they drop though, wait, wait, wait for them to drop, okay? Because today is Baptism Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. 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 I like that, I like that. Mallory, I think they're ready. They might be ready. Mallory's getting baptized today. They might be ready. I don't know. I got one more for you. One more, one more. We got to practice one more time. And this is just because uh, we all hate the Seahawks, right? So I need you to cheer as if the Broncos are going against the Seahawks in this moment. But we are celebrating baptism, okay? Because today is Baptism Sunday. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Come on, drummer. I had them stay up here because I thought y'all was going to leave me hanging, okay? As you can see, we got things changing here. We're changing the culture. Band, thank you so much for all that you do. Amen. There we go. We're in a cheering mood. Listen, today is very special. And today is a day that the people who are taking that step of faith, they will never forget. Some of you that are in the chairs, you remember your baptism. And you remember what that moment was like. And you remember, even if that was a, a moment where your parents were articulating to you what your baptism was like. Because let's go ahead and out the gate. If you're a person who's in church world, we believe that there is much approval and scripture for both the believer baptism and the infant baptism. I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole. That's a, a sub-sermon for another day. But you remember 
what that was like. And as a community, when we celebrate and we cheer, we don't do that just because. We don't do that because we're, you know, excited. We don't emotionally and recklessly just start to cheer. This isn't some sort of something you probably saw on TV or some crazy televangelist. This is something that we believe to be true, and we believe that is a celebratory moment. And because it is celebratory, we want to come around those who are taking that step today to let them know you are not in this alone. That as a community, not only is all of heaven behind you and cheering, but as a community, we are behind you and cheering. And we want to celebrate the step of faith that you are taking because it takes a lot of bravery to move in that direction. And today, as I lean into that topic of baptism, our foundational text is I want to lean into what Jesus is, one of his last words that we have recorded to his disciples in Matthew 28. Matthew 28 says these words right here. It says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, not starting churches, not helping out the homeless, not giving to, 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 to organizations overseas. Those are all amazing things that Jesus says we should be a part of. But he is very clear when he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always. Today, we look at Jesus' words, and we're in a series right now entitled, we're talking about practice. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been leaning into practices that Jesus invites us into, not for some, uh, uh, by obligation, but because Jesus longs for a deeper relationship with us, And because when we begin to practice those things, it actually helps out not only our personal lives, but for those that are around us. We've been talking about patience. We've been talking about uh, faithfulness and practicing joy. And yes, baptism is a part of that as well. See, Jesus didn't just come and say, go and baptize these people for no reason. But he says, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. What this means for us is that this act, this this symbolic act, which I'll get into in a little bit, is special because Jesus not only said to go do it, but Jesus modeled it. A few chapters before that, in Matthew chapter 3, we we see Jesus coming to John and saying, it is necessary that I be baptized. Why does he say these words? Because we don't just believe in the message of Jesus, we believe in the model of Jesus. And he didn't just come teaching, but he came as an example to model how we should live our lives. So what does this all mean for us? Well, some of us are in the chairs right now, and we're wondering, is that for me? We're wondering, what does baptism mean? What does that look like for our day and age and for our context for today? I would say that it looks exactly, if a little different, but exactly what Scripture tells us. That when we take a step of faith to say that Jesus is Lord, we are candidates to be baptized. We are people where God is saying baptism is special. And some of you where you are right now, you're wrestling of, is that for me? We actually have a setup over here in uh, Beth, Carly, or Aisha. They're going to be actually in this area over here. Um, And you can go to any one of them 
because we have towels, we have t-shirts, we have undergarments, we have feminine products. We don't want anything to be in the way of you saying, maybe today is my day. Just, just maybe Holy Spirit is pressing upon you today that today is your day to be baptized. I was talking with someone, um, I remember I was thinking about a time when I was uh, baptizing somebody over in Cuba. And it was a young high school girl that went on the trip with us. And I got a chance all week to be just listening to her story and talking with her. And one of the things as I was mentioning, have you considered baptism? One of the things that she started to articulate to me was, I don't know if I'm in the right space. And I don't know if I'm, in the, if I'm right. And I don't know if, you know, I've been so distant from God and I, I don't even necessarily feel him in my life like I used to. And, and I'm just going through some things. I'm struggling with some things. And maybe this isn't the time. And I said to her with a little bit of pushback, but by the grace of God, that there is no better time than right now for you to take another step in your relationship with God and be baptized. Because baptism is this moment where not only do you take a step towards God in your faith, but you are recognizing and saying that because God is true in my life, I don't have all the answers, I don't have it all together, I sometimes doubt, I sometimes struggle, but I have held on to God, Jesus Christ being true in my life, and I want to make that public. I want to declare that publicly because faith in God was never meant to be private. I want you to hear me on today. Faith is personal. Yes, don't get me wrong. Faith is personal to you, but it was never meant to be private. When we look at the first century church and we begin to look at when they found themselves coming into that sweet forgiveness of God, they bowed down and said, what do I have to do? What is it that I need to do so that I can take another step? And every single apostle, every single follower of Jesus would say, your next step, if you have seen Jesus work in your life, is to repent and be baptized. Repent, don't run from that word. It's just a simple word that means to turn. Turn away from the things that you're holding on to. Turn away from any idols that you're holding on to and just let go of that to say, I'm turning to God as my focus, as my Savior, and then be baptized. And baptism is something that I think is so special that it marks and it draws a line in the sand that when people realize I'm making a decision, in many ways we call it Baptism Sunday, but it's Decision Sunday. It's Commitment Sunday. It's I'm taking a step Sunday. Because that's exactly what's happening. This isn't an act of you being saved or you getting a uh, working your way to heaven. It's simply saying, I surrender and say that God is true in my life. And that might be you today. There's going to be a moment a little bit later on in the service where we open that up. Even if you didn't come prepared to say that I am so compelled by the love of Jesus, I want to take that step. But before we do that, and before I get into even more of what baptism looks like for us, I want us to hear a story of a man who decided some years ago, who made a commitment to Jesus years ago, because that's what this is all about. You leaning into your relationship with God and saying yes. And I want you to hear this story from Wilson. Turn your, eyes, or turn your attention to the screens. My name is Wilson Costa. I have been attending Ascent now, I think a little over a year. Um, I grew up 
Southern Baptist, so growing up I always went to church with my mom and my brother. Um, we went every Sunday, was in the church choir, did Boy Scouts, did everything of that, so I was raised in the church but never truly believed. Um, never took my relationship with Christ as my own, it was more because my mom went and she forced us to go. Um, things in life, uh, <laughs> things in life happen, um, and as I became a young man and got out into the world on my own uh, and was living my life the way I thought I should live it, as I wanted to live it, I noticed I ended up in the same place every time, no matter what I did, uh, be it with relationships and work and things of that nature. Uh, and I had always known um, growing up, you know, I had a praying mother and a praying grandmother. They always said, you know, follow Christ. He'd always lead you the right way. And I finally made a decision after uh, getting out of a bad relationship. Um, you know what, Lord, I've, I've done everything up to this point in my life my way. Uh, and I've heard, nothing about, I've heard nothing but things from people who said, you know, I used to do the same thing until I decided to follow Christ and do things His way. Uh, and so that kind of stuck with me and I finally said, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm fed up. I've had enough of living my life the way I have. I feel empty inside. I feel kind of directionless and went to a church service uh, and the message literally uh, smacked me in the face. It was like the Lord was sitting right next to me. And so after that, I was like, okay, I hear you, Lord. You're obviously trying to tell me something. So you know what? Instead of doing my life my way, I'm going to do life your way. And I made the decision that day that, you know what, I'm going to start following you and start living the life the way you say it should be led, not the way I think it should be led, because there's just been too many things in my life that have happened uh, and too many things in my life that haven't happened that probably should have happened to me. And I'm still here today that I know I can't explain, so the only way I can explain it is that Christ has had me on this path of like, nope, you need to listen to me and live life the way I say I think you should live it. I know for me personally, through the events of my life and the, and the situations that I've been in, there, there is no doubt in my mind that Jesus was real and that God is real and that He's been watching me my entire life. Making the choice to follow Christ uh, was one of the best decisions I made in my life, but it was also honestly the hardest decision I made in my life. Uh, every day since choosing Christ uh, has been a different day. Some days better than others, some days worse. Um, but once I chose Christ and to have Christ in my life, uh, my life actually got harder. And I know some people might be kind of discouraged by hearing that. Um, but it's now, instead of just me and myself and I, uh, it's me and it's Christ. Like, so if you're on the fence about this, my advice to you is, again, like I said before, um, know that you're not alone. Uh, know that it is a scary thing, um, but there will be people there with you along your journey, and it'll be the best decision you've ever made. Today is Baptism Sunday. That is what I'm talking about. We value so much the importance of story and listening to others' stories and the steps that they have taken. And one of the key things that Wilson has said is that he has done things his way. And so many of us, we go through life in the same way, don't we? Where we do things our own way and we bump our head and we still, for whatever reason, think, I can still do things my way. 
We go through down that road and we keep moving and we feel that we come to this moment of being isolated. And for whatever reason, we think that we can sit in the chair, sit in the seat that was destined for God to sit in on our hearts. And what Wilson did was he said, yes. What I love the part about his story is that he didn't have it all together. He said, I struggled. As soon as he said yes to God, he started seeing even more struggles in his life. Because we were never promised a struggle-free life when we say yes to Jesus. What we are committed to, what Jesus has committed to, what we're promised is that he'll be with us always. That you will run into crazy people in this room that have also taken a step towards Jesus, even though they don't have it figured out and saying, I'll come alongside you as well. And today, as we lean into that, as we celebrate what that means for us, there is a yes on the inside of someone in this room. I have been praying all week of what that may look like. We have four people that are already signed up, but I know that it was a moment in my own life that actually somebody prodded and said, have you considered baptism? And I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget it because it was something that was so special and meant so much to me. Now, baptism and some things I want to strip away from what it looks like. I don't know how you grew up. I grew up in a context um, that you, every single camp that you went to, you got saved. Like, you just got saved over and over and over. And it's just like, oh my goodness, I feel so bad. Let me get baptized. And it's just like, this was going to be the thing. Now, there's a part of me that wants to um, push on that a little bit, but there's also a part of me that recognizes that was the thing for you in your life. That was the catalytic moment for you to take another step. That is the thing that you hung your faith on to say, I want to do that. And you'll hear words that we'll use today around this symbolic act of what God is doing on the inside that we are publicly declaring outwardly. But what I want to do with that is, just for the next few moments, is I want to reframe what symbolic looks like for us. Because I think that we can go down a road and, listen, there's so much theology of trying to go back and forth of which direction do I go of unpacking baptism. The route that I want to go down because we begin to use language like symbolic is what that means for us. Sometimes you'll hear in a sermon uh, the analogy of different symbols, right? And I actually, as I was getting dressed today, I remember just kind of thinking to myself, like I remember in baptism hearing the symbol of a wedding ring, how that is an outward appearance of how uh, of a devotion and a commitment and a vow that you have made to a spouse. And then I started thinking about like, I wear like a cross on my neck and it's a symbol, right? Symbolic of the cross that Jesus died on. But there's some symbols that, you know, that can have a little bit of a surface meaning and surface feeling. But when we say symbolic act of when somebody goes down into the waters and comes up, I want us to think a little bit deeper than that. I want us to think a little bit deeper than just, that was just this symbol thing. As the same as like, I'll put on, you know, a chain around my neck. I want you to think about it in a way, as I start to think about what that truly means and how God meets us in the waters and we come back up, how we are unified with Christ and we are baptized into the family of God, and this is symbolizing all of these things, I do want to lean on the wedding analogy. I remember some years ago, me and Aisha, my wife, I got to this point where I said, you know what, I'm getting married, I want to do this, and I got down on one knee, and it was, oh, so church. He was on Easter Sunday. Oh, man. I just look back like, oh, Maurice, you're so churchy. And, and so it was on Easter Sunday, and I did it on the stage in front of all these people, right? And for me, I got to this point where I'm like, you know, part of what I said was like, you know, when a man knows, he knows, and I need to do, like, we need to do this, right? And so 
I, I, I do that, I get down on one knee, and afterwards it's like all fun, and when everything kind of just settled down of like, all right, now it's time into like, you know, thinking about wedding things, things like that. Give me a little grace here, okay? Like, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, let's just go through the motions, really. I mean, can we just go to Vegas? Like, let's just, you know, chill. You know, it'll just be us. And maybe we'll party with others afterwards, right? And then we'll just, like, do a big reception. But all this wedding stuff, and she was just, like, you know, waiting one to make six months. I advise you, don't wait six months. Um, I just was like, man, I don't, I mean, let's just get it over with. Let's just do this. Let's just kind of walk through the motions. And I'm so thankful that she pushed against me on that. Because it was more than just walking through the motions. And I thought to myself, like, you know, it's just a day of just, I mean, I'm already married. Like, I already, like, signed the papers. Let's forget about all of that. And what she pressed on me was that this day is special for more than just one reason. And to be in community with others and them being there with us and celebrating and all the different things, I still didn't get it until... She's walking down the aisle, and I turn around, and she's playing that a thousand-year song, Christiana. You guys know the uh, uh, Christiana Perry, whatever, the uh, vampire movie soundtrack, <laughs> right? A thousand years, whatever, right? Whatever one else. Uh, I do a thousand times. She keeps talking about a thousand, whatever, and I don't even, I wasn't listening to the lyrics, okay? All I remember is a little bit of the beat, and I just turned and looked and broke down. Like, just in that moment. And no one can tell me that that was just going through the motions. No one can tell me that the moment that she came to the altar and we're looking at each other's eyes and we're committing to one another and we're saying vows to one another. And tears in her eyes and tears in my eyes. And I'm sitting there in this moment and the pastor who has walked with us, affirming us. And we did the whole three band, three stranded chord and every single thing. And no one can tell me that that was just walking through the, moment, through the motions. What that was, yes, on paper, we signed it. Yes, all the different things. And, and as, like, as far as through the state and them seeing us as married, that moment was so holy and so special and so unifying that even till today, it's moments where we go through ups and downs that we hang our hat on that moment. That we had to sit down and read vows and walk through vows and I don't know what I'm gonna say and I'm trying to articulate my feelings and I'm doing all these different things and I'm able to be vulnerable with her in this moment. It was special, it was holy, it was unifying, and I needed that in my life. I needed that in my relationship with Aisha. I needed that day to be a day that I could look back on, a day that I knew we drew a line in the sand and said, for better or for worse, we're stepping in this together. For richer or for poorer, we're stepping in this together. And I know that that is a day that I will continue to be one, to be one that I look back on. And we weren't in it alone. There were others that were there with us, that were supporting us and cheering for us and saying, we're in this with you. And that's what I want you to see baptism like when we mention symbolic act. That wedding day was a symbolic act, but it was so much deeper than just something that we do of like, oh yeah, you know, I, this is a symbol, it's a cool symbol. Cool symbols are fine, right? But I want you to reframe that into a deeper level of you being baptized. 
Because for you, this might be your catalytic moment. This might be the moment for some of you that's sitting in your chair right now, and by God's grace, the Holy Spirit is prompting you. And we're going to have a moment in opening up for anybody, and you're saying, listen, even if you 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 don't want to change, and you're like, as I am, all in my clothes, perfect. Because this is the sort of faith, this is the sort of elevation of baptism that we want to start talking about. And this is what we see even in Scripture. I want to fast forward to the book of Acts in the first century church, just this story. And I do not have the time to unpack all of it. But it's a story about an Ethiopian eunuch. It's in Acts 8, chapter, 30, uh, uh, chapter 8, verse 35. And what, what happens a little bit before is this Ethiopian eunuch goes to Jerusalem to worship and is on his way back. Now, for all you deep theologians in the room, which I am as well, I just said like two years of seminary worth right there. An Ethiopian eunuch coming back from Jerusalem from a place of worship. Like there's so much to unpack there. But what I want to lean into is as on, he, on his way back, he's reading scripture. And what happens is something that's so special. I want to start here and pick it up at verse 35. Philip is a follower of Jesus. It says, then Philip began with that very passage of scripture because the Ethiopian eunuch was reading Isaiah. And he began to, and told him about the good news of Jesus Christ. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Like I want you to see this in your eyes for just a moment of this eunuch has an agenda, has an itinerary on his way back, has things that he's doing. And Philip comes alongside and says, do you know what you're reading? And the eunuch says, how can I know what I'm reading if no one helps me? How is no one guiding me? Philip shares the good news of how Jesus has come to this world to save all of us and to be with us and to walk with us every single day. And the eunuch says, "Uh, uh, sign me up. Like I'm in, I'm excited about that. I want in on that. And then they come across water just randomly on the road. We say randomly, I say by God's providence. And the eunuch says, what can hinder me? What can stop me? from taking that next step now that I have put my faith in Jesus? And that's my question for you. For every single person who's putting their faith in Jesus, what stops you today? What hinders you from taking that holy symbolic act and being baptized? There's nothing special about the water. We didn't ship no water in from Jerusalem. There's nothing special about May 15th and the the alignment of stars. It's nothing special about the day. It's simply to say, I have trusted that God is, Jesus is Lord. And this act is a catalytic moment for my life. And some of you, you've been needing a catalytic moment. You've been needing that next step, that boost in your own walk with God and saying, I don't have it all together. I don't know which way to turn, but I'm going to do this. And we're going to have that open for you. Today, we celebrate with four people, though. Four people who have said, I am taking that step of faith. And when Jesus took this step of faith, heaven opened up and said, and God said, Jesus, my son in whom I'm well pleased. 
And you four, I want you to hear, son, daughter, in whom I am well pleased. Not nothing that you've done, not nothing that you've earned, not nothing that you've done that was so special. Daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. Son, in whom I am well pleased. I am proud of you. And because of that, you are taking this step of faith further into your relationship with God. And that is something to hold on to and that is special.